Hey, 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 y'all. How are you? Happy Wednesday. And welcome back to the pod, the Be That Bitch podcast. I am Allie Griffith, your host, the one and only bitch. You feel me? Okay, so I'm going to forewarn y'all. This is going to be a different podcast episode than I usually do. Y'all know I am a hoe for some raunchy romance. Like, give me the smut. Give me give me the dark romance. Give me just all of it. I am here for it. Um, and I have really, 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 really gotten into reading these last few months. And so... I was like, how fun would it be to have a guest on the pod where, you know, that's basically her job is she talks to authors all day long and reviews books and goes over them. And we are going to talk about all the things. So we're going to have our first fucking guest and it could be a complete disaster. You know, I don't know how to interview people. This is my first one. Y'all don't hold it against me if it's a disaster because it's the first The first one's always a disaster. What do I tell y'all? You suck and you keep sucking and then you suck a little bit less and then you suck a little bit less until you finally get good at it. Well, I'm going to suck a shit ton until I suck a little less. That's what she said. (laughs) Sorry, I walked into that one. But I'm really, 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 really excited. She was phenomenal, hilarious. The banter was, it was everything. It's less internet internet less interview style and more of just like girl chit chat but it was really 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 good conversation and I hope that y'all truly do enjoy it y'all know I love me some books and you know any above anything it's so good for our mental health something that we really talk about on this is you know what it does for our mental health and our happiness and what it does for our sexuality and how it's just improved so many different facets of our life getting a hobby that's for us on purpose, for a purpose, you know, just allows us to really pay attention to ourselves and really, you know, take care of ourselves. So without further ado, I am going to let y'all go, but I hope you truly do enjoy this episode. And if you don't, don't hold it against me. I will get better at interviewing, but she is, she is great and it's hilarious. So I really do think y'all are going to love it. We also give a lot of really, really good book recommendations for any of you guys that are like super interested in the books. So I will put those in the show notes so that y'all can go to Kindle, go to Amazon, go to your bookstore and check the books out. But if you love this episode, like always, y'all go ahead, share it. Give me a holler. Let me know what you think. And without further ado, let's let's get to the interview. Hey, y'all. What is up? I am so excited. Do I have a treat for y'all today? So as you know, we've always solo doloed this podcast because, well, you know, I'm awkward and I don't talk to other humans. But when other humans decide to reach out to me, I always tell you guys, I am not one to reach out to other humans. But if other humans reach out to me, then I am good at talking, just not good at introducing myself. But Meg here, she's good at sliding into DMs. And y'all know, y'all know, I love me some books. I love me some reading. And if anybody slides into my DM that is even remotely interested in reading the same genre as me, I am always down to talk to them. And lo and behold, she has a podcast also. And y'all have been asking me so much, just, you know, the benefits of reading and why we started reading and all that stuff. So I was like, you know what, why don't we have her on the podcast and we can all chat about just 
all the things. I'm not going to really call this an interview because I don't know how to interview people because I talk a lot. So I'm going to call this a chit chat. So this probably would be us talking over each other. It's probably going to be a clusterfuck, but you're just going to have to be along for the ride. It's going to be funny. It's going to be everything. Um, I'm going to let her kind of introduce herself and then she's going to kind of open up with what's gotten her into reading, tell you her story a little bit. I'll also tell you what got me into reading. I feel like this will just be us pinpointing, like not pinpointing, like jumping from question to question. Ping-ponging. There we go. So, and maybe it's her going to be finishing my Where I'm at. Because I have zero idea of what I'm doing. But she does because this is what she does. She interviews people. Where this is my first one, this is all she does. So I feel like once I'm on her podcast, it'll be way more fluent than this one. So let's see. But hi, Meg. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh my God. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited to get to chat with you in person. I, um, you know, I'm a low key stalker. It's part of my job title. As in person um, as we can be on a zoom screen where we're staring at each other. <laughs> uh, is that not the new way to be in person? I'm fairly certain it is pants optional. <laughs> um, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> Just the way we like it. Um, yeah, no, I mean, podcast host, um, author, hype woman, empower of all women and um, low key stalker, I think is my official title. Um, <laughs> but I love it. And um, it is appropriate. So I can't really argue. But yeah, I mean, I saw that you were talking about books and I saw your episode that was, you know, people wanted to know a little bit more about Sexy Times. And and that has been by far, like mind-blowingly, the most popular episode to date with the four times as many downloads as the other ones. So it's clear that not enough people talk about sex. Not enough people talk about the benefits of reading in sex, the benefits of just exploring and stuff like that. So you know what? I'm 25 episodes deep on this topic and my and husband is not happy about it. She talks about sex all the time on her podcast, which I will link it in the show notes for you guys to be able to go see. But y'all, I'm telling you, like, this is us. We're going to get you by the end of this episode. I hope you are more comfortable with the word sex with, with like, I will tell you anybody y'all already know this podcast is not one to list around little ears, but if you haven't learned that yet, you're going to learn real quite fast and in a hurry. I have <laughs> always been super awkward when anybody would say anything like, like penis or cock or vagina or anything. Uh-huh. Oh, and I now used to reading, like a child. Exactly. I would like seize up or when anybody would talk anything about sex, I'd be like, oh my God, this is so, and then now I'm just like, oh, so you did that with the, that, and you put that with that. Oh, wow. That's how that works. I am just broadened perspective. So we're going to talk oh, yeah. all, we're going to talk all about that, but I want to start off with, you know, kind of, let's just talk about what got us into reading. Cause I think a lot of people feel like to read, to be a reader, you've always had to like reading or, you know, maybe they've tried reading before and it didn't fit them. So they just kind of knocked, knocked it up to this is it. I'm not a reader. So what maybe what got you into reading or what made you decide to decide to start to read? So I am definitely one of the ones who's like always been a reader since I was little, but to be fair, like I was always somebody who read, I got stuck in YA and like, couldn't get out. Okay. Why is was... young adults for yes? You're oh, talking, sorry. I'm gonna talk in book speak. Novice here. I'm going to be your book translator today. Hi, I am oh Allie Griffith, and I am a book lingo translator because I have 
I've had to go down on that deep, dark web of books because there's a lot of fucking abbreviations in this world. Not going to lie. Should we, uh, should we have you translate DVP for everyone? I don't even know if I know that one. Oh, you will by the end of the podcast. Don't worry. <laughs> um, Wait, so, you got to yeah. tell me now. The suspense is killing me. No, no, no. We're going to talk about it later when we talk oh, about our fuck. favorite books. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm saving it. It's juicy bits. Um yeah, so I was, you know, firmly a young adult reader, dystopian. If you've ever like watched movies in the 2010s, that was it. Like Hunger Games, Divergent, like all of that BS. Um, loved it, ate it the fall. Um, and but like I was very prudish. Like I, there's no way I would ever read a book with sexy trend in it. Fade to black only. Like teenagers, it's it. I was like 30. Okay, still at the store, still buying YA shit um would not venture into the adult romance section because ew no no um but were you like me and thought all adult romance was like fabian like the covers that you saw at walmart you know with the oh, yes. long hair and like the greek goddess on the cover because that's what i thought it also was. It made me feel so uncomfortable <laughs> my mom will not ever listen to a podcast i'm on so this is good she has made me a, a promise but like that's she reads okay so i was like and I've skimmed through her books and they are dirty, but I was like, absolutely not. There is no way. Um, and I remember being a kid and being like this. No, no. Um, like not, a, I mean, not a kid, but I was probably like 16. And I was like, this is scandalous. Um, and then, um, you know, the pandemic, um, the pandy, as I call it, got me, um, that's how I've started to refer to it because I'm like so over it. Um, <laughs> the pandy um got me into like reading again on my kindle and i had used to borrow a book from the library but then i didn't my library card wasn't invalid anymore and yeah i was walking into a library to re-up that card oh wait no so okay, but can we talk about that because everybody told me i needed to get a library card when i first started reading for like the apps like libby and stuff them motherfuckers have me on hold for like 12 weeks for one book oh yeah who has the patience for that Thank no, you. so I discovered oh, oh. Kindle Unlimited. Oh, I'm a hoe for Kindle Unlimited. Mm. Everything. And so I um, was reading Crave, which is a YA. And then I found out that was like the first book in a series and there wasn't any second one out yet. And I was like, so I said, okay, fine. And I went on Kindle and they were like, oh, this is another vampire series. The cover looked really cute. And I am a cover work. So <laughs> I downloaded it and I'm like at chapter one and it says nipple. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> strap in um am I gonna keep going and I was like I already paid for this book fine um so I was like okay fine I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this book I went through the whole thing at the end of it I was like I need more so I was on TikTok because again things that you do when you're trapped in your house for days on end with tiny children and um and, and like I found book talk and spicy book talk and like a lot of recommendations that were like very similar. Um, but my dumb butt decided that um, Den of Vipers was the next logical step. I'm not a fantasy and person. If you've ever heard about Den of Vipers. Oh, it's not. Den of Vipers is a reverse harem mafia romance. There's a lot of eggplants and only one taco. Okay, like lots of eggplants and one taco. How yes. many eggplants are we talking? We're talking four eggplants to the one taco ratio. Was it a lot of group activity? At the end. 
so I fell in love with Diesel. You go from you go from nipple to um, lots of penises and one vagina. Okay. <laughs> Full on poly relationship orgies. Yes. <laughs> That's logical. <laughs> because when I dive in, I dive in apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And then ever since then, it's just been a ride on book talk. I love book talk. I am absolute shit at making TikToks because I have children around me all the time and I can't commit. I don't have makeup on. And I'm not quite funny enough in 15 seconds. Like I'm an acquired taste. Um, so I was like, how do I, how do I get involved? Okay. I just want to be part of the party. And so I made a podcast where I talk to all the book talk people and the influencers and the authors. And I get to share the stuff I read with the world, but I don't actually have to make a 15 fucking second TikTok where I look like an idiot. I mean, I still do. But like, I don't have to. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. So what like, do you, what made you so when you decided to go from nipple to full on poly relationships, how did you feel reading that first book? Like, did it spark anything in you? Or nipple or full poly really, relationship? Did you feel really uncomfortable or did you make, did it make you want to live in a reverse harem? <laughs> no, I kind of want to live in a reverse harem, but like. Reverse harem, oh. Translation reverse harem. So it's one woman with three or more men. Yes. And it has to be three or more. I mean, and I'm fine with just like, you know, a menage, which is like two dudes and a woman or two women and a dude. Like it's fine. I, I am here for all of the makeups. Um, they're great. <laughs> but um, no, I was like weirdly comfortable with it. And then afterwards I was like, oh, people are not necessarily comfortable with this. Interesting. Okay. Um, didn't know that. Um my brain was just like, I take this, but I was also the person. And if you ever listen to an episode of my podcast or follow me on um, Instagram, you'll know, like, I'm very not team Jacob love triangles. Make me want to punch a wall. Like they always have, they always will. So I think reverse harem was like my way to like, get all the love without the angst of, and like somebody getting not chosen. So yeah, no, I totally get that. And I feel like, but I also love a good competition. I love a good competition. There is a book for everybody. Like there is a very spicy book for every person. And if you're like, I want the angst, I want the competition. I want there to be a winner and a fucking loser. There are those. Absolutely. <laughs> any any kink you have there's a book for that and I will tell y'all I feel like I've said this like talked to you guys about this before but I have not always been a reader so like where she's always been a reader I bet she was one of those bitches that filled in those like six flag sheets where they got their free pizza and they got their free ticket to go to six flags because they read all the books for their summer reading program and you no <laughs> not that I was the person that literally filled in random books, got my mom to sign for it just for shits and giggles so I could get the prize without having to do the work. I was the person, the person in class would refuse to read the book and would just go into it blind on the pop quiz and just pray. Like I did not love reading. I hated reading when everybody was into the freaking like uh, 50 shades of gray. I just watched, I, the mo- I just watched the movie when everybody was into hunger games. I was like, I can watch the movie. Why read the books when I can watch the movie? That's always been my motto. And then, um, 
I started reading personal development, you know, like the really bore, really dry, like better yourself, yada, 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 all that bullshit. And I read that because it was part of my job. Y'all know I'm a health and fitness coach. That's a big part of my job is developing you mentally, physically, emotionally, all that yada, yada, yada. And so I read all that. And that's what I associate reading with. Do you know how difficult it is to read 10 pages of personal development a day? Oh my I God. literally would fall asleep nonstop. And I would be so slow. I kid you not, y'all. It would take me an entire hour to read 10 pages of personal development kid you not because I did 75 hard and one of the tasks is you have to read 10 pages a day I would set a timer it would take me an hour to read 10 pages it was insane because it was so boring it was so boring and so I was like okay you know that's what I've always associated with reading but lately you know this year, Colleen Hoover, like got really big people everywhere. were talking about it. I am a, I am a FOMO motherfucker. Like I get FOMO, FOMO for coho. I had FOMO for coho. Is that like a tag? I feel like that should be a hashtag now. <laughs> I am. I'm the queen of like making up dumb jokes and puns. Yes. So I, everybody was talking about Colleen Hoover. I was never reading. And I was like, you know what? Like I need something to get me off my phone. Like I need something to get me off my phone, off of scrolling internet, off of TikToks and Instagram stories. Like my screen time was insane. And I felt it kind of taking over just my mindset and my headspace and all that stuff. So I was like, fuck it, let's get a Kindle. That's what everybody says that you need to get. And I was like, this is probably, I'm probably not even really going to like do this. I bought the cheap Kindle. It came with the three months of Kindle Unlimited. So like I put a reminder in my phone, like cancel Kindle Unlimited. (laughs) I kid you not, bitch. I literally put the reminder in my phone to cancel Kindle Unlimited and let the reminder so I could cancel it because I was like, I'm not going to like read it. You were like, I am not committing to this. It ain't happening. I'm, I, I literally already like I was like this is not happening like books can't be that good that all these people are saying it's just not like it takes me forever to read a book it's not I'm not gonna enjoy it I'm gonna go back to my reality there's books and then there's books yeah so I was like I'm gonna go back to my reality tv so in February I started reading um and I picked up my very first book I think it was reminders of him by Colleen Hoover and whoa I was like oh my gosh I ate it up just the angst and just the just the drama and everything like that I read that book in like four days and I felt like oh my gosh like this is the fastest I've ever read a book this was so good and then from there I was like I'm gonna set a mission to read every one of Colleen Hoover's books so then I just kept going from Colleen Hoover to Colleen Hoover to Colleen Hoover um and then I remember reading Ugly Love Ugly Love with yes Ugly Love was my first, like, oh, wow, this is spicy. Like, I thought Ugly Love, I kid you not. I love it. I read Ugly Love by Colleen Hoover, and I was like, they're they're doing this? They're, They're, what? What are they doing? And so I rated that. Like, if you go through my highlights on my Instagram stories, I rated that a level four on the spice scale. I love it. <laughs> Can you not? I read Ugly Love. And so then I was like, okay, so I like Colleen Hoover. Like, let me tiptoe into other, like, let me see what else is out there. And then I found Book Talk, not Book Talk, but like Book Instagram. I don't, I'm still not Bookstagram. on Instagram. Book. Bookstagram, I guess that's the, and, and so then I just kind of went down this really dark hole that I'm still not out of. And so I went from Colleen Hoover to Madison Kate 
to <laughs> yeah to off balance series, which is an age. Oh. Which is an you, age gap, you like angst then an Ooh. age gap forbidden love between a gymnast and a fucking coach. Then I went to um Ravenhood series, which is just everything dreams are made of and will ruin you for the rest of your life, to Matt to freaking Sarah Kate's books, then to QB Tyler's books, which is QB all is QB is is borderline erotica, like borderline erotica, where it's just all sex and it's amazing. And it's just, uh, it's so good. So needless to say, the person that I once was is no more. (laughs) So if you don't like reading or you're like, I've never been a reader, there is hope. You just, I always say, it's not that you don't like reading. You just haven't found a book that you like yet to make you like reading. You don't like what you read. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So I want to say, what is like ways that reading you feel like has helped you mentally? Because I feel like a lot of people talk about reading as like just a fun hobby, but I feel like it can help you mentally so much too. Yeah. It's like one of my biggest things is just like mentally how I've evolved. So huge for me are, you know, confidence and like women empowerment, um, Two of the biggest things I think come out of reading these books, majority, I would say. How do you feel like it helped build your confidence? Because I see other women feeling like they can, you know, act for what they want. And reading out strong women makes me, I'm an empathetic reader. So like whoever I'm reading, I become that person. To the point where, like, when I read Mafia Mistress, um, I started cursing in Sicilian, like Italian again. Okay, yeah. but can we talk about the dirty talk in Italian from Fasio? He's the, literally, okay, Mila Finelli. I talked to her and I told her how much I loved him. And she sent me a mug that says, whatever you say, Paparino. And it's my favorite thing. It's my prized oh possession. Okay, if you haven't, sorry, that was such a side note. And you're going to, you guys, if you, you're going to hear me doing that all the time. Fausto is goals. Like, daddy goals and you will become fluent in dirty talk italian by the end of that book because it doesn't translate for you so you have to translate it through kindle and so you become very fluent in dirty talk italian so i feel like i could do bedroom talk with my husband in italian now <laughs> which is like super hot you could say anything in italian and if the other person doesn't know what you're talking about it's super hot okay but can but it wouldn't sound super hot with my redneck southern accent trying to speak <laughs> Italian. can we can we imagine hey paparino <laughs> wait okay we'll work on that i'll i'll give you like my my italiano la bella. Come here, la i mean bella. listen mine's like new york italian it's not a lot better but i can get you there <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, just reading these things and, you know, feeling like, you know, I resonate with the characters and characters having similar struggles to me as well. Um, and just watching them overcome it just kind of gives me the drive to do the same thing. Um, and especially, you know, characters who are learning more about themselves. Like I started out reading, I think a lot more of the series um, where the girls are like, you know, like Academy style romances, because I think, like sexually comfortable like they were at the same level as me right at the time where I was like I don't know if I can say these things or ask for these things or do these things and then you know by the end of it like they build their confidence and like you're like oh wow okay and all of a sudden you feel like you can ask for things and have conversations about this without blushing profusely and giggling through the whole thing and it did 
it gets you somewhere. Um, I have a second kid now, so <laughs> gets places for sure. <laughs> um, so you feel like, so how do you feel like it helped like your relationship? So you said, you know, I've got a second kid now. Do you feel like reading has helped your like marriage and your relationship and stuff like that? Oh, a hundred percent. I think I was one of those people who was always very like, I think we as a society don't like women enjoying sex. Like that's a huge problem. And, um, it's so tiny. I internalized that of us just, yeah. And I internalized a lot of that, that I didn't even realize because I always considered myself very confident and, you know, in touch with myself. But like, I was always like, I can't talk about that. I can't like that. I want people to know I, you know, I want that, or I think that or whatever. And so I think that became an internalized part of me that I didn't realize I was actually like suppressing myself and what I wanted and what I liked and what would make me happy. And so, you know, being able to have these conversations and ask for what I want is huge. I mean, just all around. I'm much happier. My relationship was always good. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I love my husband very, oh, very, very much. And it's been 17 years of like a lot of happiness. So I'm not mad about it, but I think the last two to three years have been even better than the ones all before that. So you can always take something from good to better to great. And that doesn't mean it was never bad. It just, it goes like in, in different evolutions and growth yeah. and stuff like that. And I think that's just such a beautiful- sex in my thirties is actually way better than sex in my teens was. All right. Bring on my thirties, <laughs> but no. And I think that's like a big thing is reading has helped me also just get more comfortable talking about sex. I feel like reading about sex is just more normalized. Like Yes. yes. Women. Everyone have, in my book is talking about it. Why can't I? Yeah. Women have des- like, like, why does it have to be so taboo for women to have desires and women to have, you know, fantasies and like women to want it this way. And why is it taboo if we say we need this during sex versus this and stuff like that. And I felt like I was so uncomfortable with talking about like anything with my husband about just and reading just better our relationship, but it helped our communication. I feel like it just opens your communication, but also it's like, if somebody's dealing with something in your book and you're like, it it kind of like opens that talk, like, Oh, see, this person's been dealing with this. Like, what do you think? And it kind of helps open up discussions that maybe we wouldn't have had if it wasn't for our book. So like my husband doesn't read by any means, but he will ask me, he's like, Oh, so what's going on in your book right now? And I'll tell him. And then sometimes it just goes into these conversations that we might not have ever had without the kind of the book tiptoeing into it, which is really nice. But like, so for me, I will say reading has helped me mentally with just being able to like disconnect from everything. So like I found myself being very absorbed into other people's lives, right. Into what somebody's doing on social media, what somebody's business looks like, what somebody's feed looks like, what's going on on their stories. And I was so just consumed by it. And I would let it like change my mood completely. So like, if, you know, somebody was like celebrating, they were doing a win, I would get down on myself feeling like I was, you know, struggling, or I would just find myself on my phone all the freaking time. And I knew that wasn't healthy. Being on your phone for 15 hours in a day is not healthy. Even if you quote unquote work on your phone, cause that's what I always hid behind. And so I was like, I needed to find an outlet outside. And so when I picked up reading y'all, it just gives you an escape. It almost lets you be able 
able to pick yourself up out of your world and be transported into this fictional world where you're doing something for you. You're getting to read, you're getting to live their life vicariously through them. Um, and you just kind of get to disconnect, disconnect from everything. Your Kindle is it. You don't get your Instagram notifications on your Kindle. You don't get your freaking, you know, reminders, or your emails or anything like that. You get to just sit there and be and not have to think about anything else but being and it really helps you like at least it helped me with taking like self-care to a new level so like I was able to disconnect completely and not feel like I was being unproductive I feel like watching tv whenever I would say this is my like me time I would always be on my phone still like scrolling oh, yeah. or something like that because tv is a very passive thing but when I was reading like you really have to be in the read like you can't pull up your phone and like pause the book or anything like that. And so it really just kind of helped me disassociate like, okay, the grind, the grind, the grind, which, you know, everybody nowadays glamorizes the grind, hustle culture, like work really, really hard, especially for me being an entrepreneur. And it allowed me to feel like I'm still being productive in a way that I'm reading mentally, I was feeling like I was being productive, but it was also enjoyable. And it made me happy. Like, I will tell you, I am way happier individual when I read than when I'm sitting there scrolling social media. Like I am oh, 100%. so much happier. I feel so much more fulfilled. I mean, if anything, I feel like sometimes like I escape too much because like, especially when like life's really hard and I feel super mentally just drained, I will retreat a hundred percent. I read the entire off balance series in a week. Oh my God. You do like angst. I read the entire off balance series in an, in a week because I was like struggling mentally. And so whenever I was struggling mentally or I was feeling just whatever I disconnect. So I read five, 600 page books in a week. So maybe you need to find a happy ground between being able to escape and then hiding from all your issues, because that's pretty much what I was doing. But I will tell you that it's way better than what I used to do, which was like, now I emotionally read or I emotionally run versus emotionally eat. <laughs> or Me too. Yeah. I mean, I think that was the other thing too, is, you know, like reading, I'm not like, I'm very intentional. Like I obviously like we've talked about this earlier, but like, I, you know, was doing Weight Watchers for a long time. And then, um, you know, I had my, even after my first and then after my second, like reading has helped me even like when I sit down at night, I'm not mindlessly snacking. Like I can bring like one thing with me, but like, I'm not really eating while I'm reading, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And if I do, it's like a bowl of something small, but like, it's not, it's not like when you're watching TV, mm -hmm. I feel like when you're watching TV, you eat a lot. When I read, I don't necessarily eat a lot. Like I'm not, I'm not having that snacky thing either. So for sure. I don't feel like snacking, but I do feel like my one glass of wine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like I'll have like one, like one truly, um, with my, with my books. That's kind of a nice night for me. Um, but yeah, it's a good way to unwind and it's not like, it's not like my stress eating thing. Like it's my other outlet instead of my stress eating thing. And, you know, having the confidence and all of that, like got me back into like going to the gym. And by I say back, go back bullshit. Okay. I didn't never get to the gym. Okay. I don't enjoy, I know that you're very fit and I love that. I am, I despise exercise with every fiber of my being. Um, <laughs> I don't want to sweat. I don't like 
to do things that are active and I don't like to run out of breath, but, um, but like, I felt like physically, I was like, you know, I, to build that confidence on that side of me, it was like, you know, the next step in like being more well-rounded and reading like brought me to the point where I was like, I feel confident enough that I could go into a gym and not be like an idiot in a class, which was always my big thing is like, I'm going to look like the Dodo who like can't get any of the moves right. And I don't know what I'm doing. And I was so embarrassing for me for so long, truly. And, you know, once I started gaining confidence in all these other areas, I was like, go to like a class or two so I tried a boxing class it wasn't for me then I ended up going to Orange Theory and I've been doing that ever since but like I mean I'll get I got up at like five o'clock I'm not a morning person I don't get out of bed before like eight okay I was up at like 5 45 to go to Orange Theory every morning like what I literally was posting like who am I okay I don't even know who I am anymore but in a great way like I feel so much better like in every possible way mentally physically you know like I feel like I'm giving myself self-care and I'm prioritizing myself which as a woman is hard as a mom is harder like so I mean like let's talk about that because I feel like as women as moms a lot of us say you know like I don't even have enough time to wipe my ass let alone read a book or something like that because I know that's something that I always said like I don't like I don't have enough time to do this let alone like watch tv or do anything for myself and I feel like so many of us moms especially hide behind our kids and and you know always feel like we've got to take care of them and anytime we take anything away from them it's taking you know or anytime we do anything for us is taking away from them you know so like how how has reading, you know, helped even build the relationships with, between your kids and stuff like that? Do you feel like having that thing for you has helped in that area? And how do you get over like the guilt of like, I'm going to put you guys to bed and I'm going to lay there and read and you guys better not fucking bother me. Okay. Maybe (laughs) that's only, maybe only I say that. (laughs) No, it's like, even like, you know, like my son will go off and play with his toys for a little bit and I'll do some reading, you know, if he's hanging out and you know, my kids will play together and I'll sit there with them and read. But I've, uh, I think I was okay. And it sort of gives me like another outlet because I'm not on my phone. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like the kids were getting like weird about the phone thing, but if I'm reading a book, like he loves reading, like we are big into like books. I mean, you should see their library. My kids have, they've, extensive ass library okay it's like the one people dream about except it's all board books but (laughs) um but we read every night and he's really big on that so he understands like when I take out my kindle like this is mom's reading time we're gonna play over here I sit with them like they bring me over to show me and I'm like oh I love that Blah, blah blah but like I also feel like I don't have to get on the floor and like be an active participant of a game that I have no interest in like let's be quite honest like I don't I don't want to play Duplos. Like, this is not my idea of a good time. And that's fine if it's your idea of a good time. It is not mine. I do not want to play puppets. Um, But, you know, they can go over there and do that. And then, you know, they can come to me and show me. But it encourages independent play for them. And watching, like, me read is, like, an independent thing for me. So I feel like for them to see that we all have our own things that we do. And we can all, you know, do things independently. But, like, as a you know, all sit together as a family, like that's not the end of the world. And yeah, it really helps. Yeah. And I feel like it's so good for our kids to see us actively wanting to read. Like 
I feel like that's something I never saw growing up. So I grew up hating reading and I never wanted to do it. So I didn't pick up reading until February of this year. And so I feel like if I, maybe I saw my mom doing that or saw her even doing anything for herself, that it would, it would oppose me to like, want to do other things for myself or maybe to try reading like Riley, you know, she's seven and she's just now learning to read and she's wanting to, because she does see me reading or she'll say, Hey mama, like you, like, look at this. And I'll be reading, sitting there with them. And yeah. I'll look up, pause the book or whatever, look up, see what she's doing and then put it down. Um, and so it's really allowed me to be able to do my individual thing, but then also it gives me something at night. So like whenever I'm, whenever I lay them down, I used to just like watch TV endlessly throughout the night. And so now me and my husband, you know, like we've come to this mutual agreement that I don't really like TV anymore, but he like watches sports and I fucking hate sports. So like he'll watch his sports (laughs) and and I'll scratch his back while I'm reading. And as long as I keep scratching, he's cool with me reading. So like he gets an hour long bath scratch while I'm reading. <laughs> but like, that's one thing, like I do not miss TV. I have not watched a television show since March. I don't miss it. I have struggling because um, I will tell you and everyone's gonna like hate me but I am a Kardashian super fan like it is a bizarre obsession that I've had for many many years now Um, I've got to I've got to hear this why the Kardashians because it shows you that no matter how much money you have shit is still fucked okay everyone's dealing with shit and everything is fucked okay (laughs) and so I feel better that like I may not have as much money as them, but like my life is not nearly as insane in comparison. And that I'm I'm very grateful for it. Honestly. You just need to read billionaire romance. So you know is no matter how much money they have, shit can always go bad. Not a billionaire. I need to read like a billionaire horror story. A billionaire romance. They're in love at the end. Everything's okay. wonderful. And he buys her a fucking island. That is not helpful to okay. me. Okay. Okay. A billionaire, <laughs> a billionaire dark thriller. <laughs> <laughs> To get the same effect as the Kardashians, everyone has to die at the end of a billionaire romance. Like that's, and then I'll be like, yeah. Nobody's no, died yet. They've just gotten divorces. <laughs> yeah. No. So, I mean, like, this is good. Like, and then, you know, the comedic relief from Scott, just, you know, I feel in my roots and um, <laughs> of all it's a weird obsession. Shows. It's of all television shows. This is the only, and so I have, I've struggled, but I'm keeping up with it on Hulu and I, it's the only thing I will take a break to like have on instead of reading. I used to be such a hoe for just like reality TV shows, like yeah. love at first sight, love is blind, all of that stuff. And I don't even, I don't even know what's going on in the reality TV world anymore, except this there is, is so much better. Okay. But going into talking about how books have helped us sexually, I have heard my book club that I host, mm-hmm. they told me about this Netflix series about sex rooms. Have you heard about that? Okay, no, but have you heard about you? You okay? Because I thought you were gonna say sex life, sex slaves, sex. No, sex. (laughs) I'll be somebody's sex slave. I'm just kidding. Hey, honey, slash life, and it's like this like weird series on um on Netflix that's like it's so good, but it's like weird because I like I'm saying weird like I don't know where it came from. Um, I don't think it was don't think it was a book yeah how to build a sex room I know what I'm watching how to build a sex room (laughs) so basically they told me you have to watch this with your partner and so maybe you're not wanting to read but you're wanting to start 
broadening your sexual horizons. Maybe this could be a good stepping stone, but it talks about different sex rooms. So like how to build like guess, HGTV of sex room. Fuck, fuck if I know, but I guess so. Like maybe it's like, I feel like they're hitting a niche. This seems to be an area that people really, I feel enjoy. like, I, I feel like my homework for this podcast episode is I need to go watch this and report back. Maybe we can do a, Sold. a sip and tell for what we thought about each sex. Room. I am watching it and giving you my notes, <laughs> but I will say that they, said it's very informative very great for like something watching with your significant other but that is one thing like I will tell you reading is done has gotten me so much more comfortable not only talking about sex but asking for things that I want would want sexually but also being open-minded yes I was I have been with my husband since I was 18 years old and he was my second ever partner like we were we high school sweethearts the whole nine yards so like very vanilla very vanilla, very just like, welcome to my life, baby. Like basically we were 16 missionary vanilla. Like you, you procreate, that's your goal in life with sex. Like, like I just, I didn't think anything different of it. You know, I feel like everybody explores that when they go to like college and stuff like that. And I, that's what I I think too. I had a baby at 20 years old, so I didn't explore shit. (laughs) But once I started reading like QB Tyler and Sarah Kate, and I was like, they said that feels that way. And like what they said, what and how and their leg went where and like, yes, stick figures. I I have determined that there needs to be somebody who can make stick figures of particular scenes that I want to reenact because I don't know the physical logistics. Bitch, I kid you not during our book club. Like we have in zoom, there's like a a draw rate, a dry erase, like a whiteboard. Yes. And we do, we do presentations to try to figure out the dynamic of couples and relationships. Yes. And I need access to this. It's, so it's, a, it's a hoot and a holler. Let me tell you, especially when there's <laughs> wine included. Um, but I will say like just reading about it and they said this feels good. And I'm like, Ooh, but maybe it would something I would have never, ever, 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 ever said yes to. I start thinking, Oh, I have tried a lot of things that I said I would never try. Okay. Maybe like they said, this feels this way. And this was in like eight different books. So I feel like they all can't be lying. And then, but also I draw lines. Like I know where to draw lines now. Cause I read and I'm like, I didn't even know that was a thing, but I don't want to get on my knees in front of my husband and him telling me I'm a good girl. Like I just, I would laugh. <laughs> I would laugh. I am not a sub. Like if he tells me to get under the desk and suck his cock, I'll be like, excuse me. Like, yeah. No. So I know like, that's not me. But like, if somebody's watching, maybe I'm an exhibitionist. I don't know y'all. I will tell you something. Oh yeah. I will tell you something. I did not have any idea about any of these terms, any of these different things before I started reading. I didn't know what voyeurism was or an exhibitionist or a sub and a dom or BDSM or Dubcon or any of this other shit. But I tell mm-hmm. you what, reading is like sex one-on-one on steroids. Yeah. No, and it's really cool. I mean, even after like a bunch of books that I like had read and I was like, wow, there's like a lot of things in here that like I would definitely say no to. And there's like a lot of things in here I would definitely try. Um, but there were things I was like, oh, I would read about those, but I would not do this. Um, dirty talk. Like, can we talk about that? Like when they like getting really into, do you, I feel like I would be so awkward in real life with dirty. See, now I've always been decent at that, but I always felt weird about it. Like I felt deeply weird. Like, like if somebody I find during, 
Hey, and Meg, afterwards. Meg, come here right now and suck my cock. <laughs> I don't know. I my husband would have to frame it the right way. <laughs> Meg, honey, get on your knees and <laughs> okay. I mean, to be honest, if he said it like that, I'd be like, "All right, I'm into it." Um, but yeah, it's like that. But I remember, like afterwards, like you know, like we'd be done, like you know, you're like oh sc- snuggly afterwards, and I'd be like, "Oh God, did I say that? Oh, oh no." But now I'm like, "Oh no, I said that." it's fine I'm owning it I'm owning it no I said it because I wanted to and I liked it and I am like not I it, but like it's a total 180 mentally like it's so oh, funny oh for sure like I will say the woman that I was like six months ago prior to reading is nowhere near the woman that I am now like and y'all I am telling you if you think your sex life is really boring pick up a fucking book like it will help so much with just opening. Like it helped me realize things about myself. I had no idea about, but also it helped open up conversations with my husband and saying like, Mm -hmm. Hey, let me read this to you. Let me see what you think. Like, just tell me what you think. And then that's like some sexy ass foreplay. Let me tell you what, but also it also opens your eye to say, Oh, well people use toys during the bedroom. Like that was something I didn't even know. It was like people Mm -hmm. toys in the bedroom with their partners. Like I thought that was, yeah a solo act. And I told him, I was like, I read about this. What would you think? And then it just, it really just helps open up that communication line sexually. And I feel like that's something a lot of women don't do because they've been raised, you know, to be a lady and ladies don't talk like that. Ladies don't do those things. And yeah. And I'm just like, but why have we not heard of orgasms, but a freak in the sheets? Like ladies deserve more orgasms. They deserve more happiness. They deserve all those motherfucking endorphins. And like, we, let's like, get them. A ladies, ha- it's so hard for a woman to have an orgasm, and it's so easy for a guy to. Like, yeah. we have to get comfortable with asking with for what we need when we need it to make sure that we take care of ourselves. And oh yeah, our, our significant other doesn't know what we don't tell them. It's like our kids. Like we want like our kids to. Like, tell us when you need something. I can't read your mind. Well, it's the same thing with our significant others. Like, I would always just hope and pray that he figured out what he needed to. And then I had to realize, like, yeah. you've got to sometimes take a bull by the horns mm-hmm. and put them where you need it. <laughs> and the other thing, too, is like, you know, you can't even like I can't even think like I, I, there's got to be I said, you know, for him too. And like, like you were saying, like my husband and I, like, it's only ever been the two of us. We were very, very young and, you know, like I, we don't have any other experience with other people. So I can't imagine there's stuff that I was doing that, like, you know, I wanted to be better too for him. Like there's, you know, I'm like, listen, if you don't feel comfortable asking me either, like, this is not going to be great. So like, you know, it opened up the lines of communication there where I was like, okay, what do I do that? I like that you like, like, what could I do more of, you know, how can I kind of double down? On, on the stuff that you like and like is there anything that you absolutely did discover that there's something he absolutely hates and it's pretty innocuous so if I tell people I don't think he'll be super mad um I will make jokes during it and that pisses him off like to, I found out it pisses him off to no end and I I find it funny. can I you give me one of these jokes about pissing him off even more I have to hear a kind of a sample of a joke it's like, just like it's jokes? just like it's just like puns like off the cuff like 
like I'll like I'll just like make in the middle like you know it'll be like like nearly on par with like a that's what she said kind of style oh joke. my god is that how you deflect <laughs> awkwardness like if there's if all yes the- I joke to deflect like, awkwardness and like so and of- I think I'm very funny um <laughs> if there's lots of groans and stuff you're like this is too quiet let me just make a joke <laughs> yeah oh no I'm not a fan of silence as you can probably tell um so <laughs> I mean, I'll still do it, but now I think before I do it, now I'm like, is this worth pissing him off? But apparently I've been doing this for years and it drives him crazy and like takes him out of the mood. It's gotten you more comfortable with having the conversation so that you know what, like what he pisses, like what pisses him off about it. And so you guys- Yeah, and I was like, now I won't do, like if I do it, I'm going to do it intentionally just to piss him (laughs) off, but I'm not doing it like, I'm not doing it unintentionally and just like annoying him for no reason now. (laughs) I'm trying to picture now jokes mid. (laughs) (laughs) That's the sad part is is that like, I was like, oh, people don't do that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm I'm too busy, too busy with other things. (laughs) Um, So, and that's what they like. And y'all, I will tell you, because I used to feel like the only way people ever like learned about sex was like from porn and stuff like that. And if you guys mm-hmm. listen to my episode that where I talked about like all the things sex, I swear porn is like the WWE of everything. We know it's fake. Like, so if you're mm-hmm. learning things from that. I'm like, mm, it's probably not the best way, but it's like yeah. really awkward. Have you ever tried to watch that with like a significant other? Like that's super awkward. I have now and it's not like the worst thing but I think like it was weird I like was always like I could never and then like every time I get pregnant I get super horny and See, that's the I only time anybody I have ever watched it don't touch me oh, with really? don't even look my way or I'll fucking kill you oh my god I am yeah every time I'm pregnant it's like insatiable like I can't all day long and so that's the only time I have ever really like consistently watched porn and it's bad like and I'm like and then there's a part of me that's just like is a baby in there it's weird I don't like it it makes me uncomfortable I don't yeah but can we agree that book scenes are way better than porn oh yeah that's that's my usual go-to like if you guys want some foreplay read a scene let me give you a scene to read in the Ravenhood trilogy Book one, there's a pull float scene. You will know it when you find it. The hottest loading dock scene, end of Madison Kate. That's all I have. Like the the witch scene, the floating dock scene at the end of the Madison Kate series. Oh, when they finally. (laughs) Uh huh. Oh boy, yeah. Okay, but first I have to ask you in the Madison Kate series, which team? I'm Team Daddy Archer all the way. I get shit for this. My podcast literally has like, I will put hashtag justice for Cody on my podcast till the day I die. It is Cody all the way. Kodiak Jones, my one and only, my true love. So you're in for the cute, like funny guys. Of course you would be with somebody who jokes mid-sex. That's something Cody would be cool with. Yeah. Cody is my speed. Cody is my spirit animal. I am, I am a hoe for a possessive asshole. A misunderstood possessive asshole that is- I literally- Yes, everybody loves Archer and everyone loves Steel. No, Steel's too sweet for me. I would eat Steel up for dinner and spit him back out. Ugh. Yeah. He was too No, sweet. I can't do that. I need like I need devoted cinnamon roll alcohol who like will like burn down the world for her, but also is like devoted from day one and loves her. Mm, like, he Archer loves her. 
okay, I can't get in this without ruining that, but I feel like I can make an argument for Archer where he was devoted from day one and it would ruin. Oh, but you can never be mean to her. Never. Oh, but the mean, that hate sex is the most best sex. I do not like that. Oh, I literally more passionate than hate sex, like more feral and literally I just made a t-shirt for myself with a logo I made for a cinnamon roll alpha hole like I'm this is how passionate I am what a cinnamon roll alpha hole is I've never heard this saying and then you have to let me know what that synonym at the beginning of the podcast was I came up with the term oh a DVP is from Madison Kate the doc scene it's called um double vaginal penetration two dicks one taco okay but I didn't know there was a synonym for that oh yeah I was you just can search it. <laughs> I just call it completely stuffed. <laughs> like a Thanksgiving turkey. It's exactly what you want. Um. <laughs> Do you guys see how comfortable we are getting with talking about sex? This is where this world should be. You will learn yes. so much. I just learned the synonym for being completely stuffed. <laughs> Can we just call it going full Thanksgiving turkey? Like that's what we're going to call it from now on. Yes. Yes. I love it. <laughs> um, but a cinnamon roll alpha hole is like one of those really macho dick guys who is really macho and like to everyone else on the outside, he is terrifying. He is like, you know, he would stab you before you would even talk. Okay. But for her, he is devoted. He loves her. He is like, whatever she wants, he will give her the world. Can you give never me wavering? Nothing could shake him. Give me a book synonym for somebody that is like that. The hero is like that. Um, Lucas from the Hades series by Tate James. Uh, Cody from Madison Kate by Tate James. Uh, who else? Uh, oh, um, I think it's Mason in the Pacific Prep series. Um, he's another example of that. I'm trying to think who else. Um, Oh God. Um, what have I read recently? Oh, um, actually I was talking the other day, um, brutal boy, uh, sorry, ruthless boys of Zodiac Academy by Caroline Peckham and Suzanne Valenti. Have you read that one? No. Okay. Writer is that one. Um, who else? So meanwhile, I am a hoe for an anti-villain. I love an anti-hero, not anti-villain, anti-hero. I love me an anti-hero. I love me somebody that you absolutely hate. And they have like the most toxic relationship that just, oh yeah, the best. But like Tobis, Tobis loved me some Tobis. I think but I was daddy Dom was all the way until, you know, <laughs> I think for you then what I would suggest is a happy medium of the two, which is he is a cinnamon roll for her. He is an alpha hole to her but she doesn't know it. Like she doesn't know that he's like absolutely devoted, devoted to her and obsessed with her and loves her. Fascio from Mafia. Oh, Fausto. Fausto's kind of like the cat. Fausto's a little bit of a dick. Um, okay, but he's my dick. Zabe from um, the cat and mouse duet, um, uh, Hunting and Haunting Adeline by H.G. Carlton. Zade is a cinnamon roll alcohol. But okay, but have you read guy. any... Um... I'm in a Raina Kent right now mood. Oh, yeah. Royal Elite Series. Aiden? Aiden. Yeah. That's who I'm thinking right now with your cinnamon roll alpha. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
He's like, I hate everyone. I am a sociopath. She is the only person I am human for. I am putty in her hands. And, and I he said, is possessive as all get out. Oh yeah, I love him. I love him so much. So if you were like, somebody's wanting to look into reading. So they're like, okay, so you guys, you guys have convinced me, you know, like, you know, I, I'm still don't know if I'm going to love reading. How would you suggest they get into it? And what would be their first steps? What would you suggest? I mean, I would suggest number one, getting some sort of like either, I don't know if you like physical books, you have to figure out what your medium is, but I would suggest not reading on your phone. It's very easy to do, but I think it's very distracting and you're not like going to get the benefits of reading if you start reading on your phone. The phone is great if you're stuck at the doctor's office and you didn't break your Kindle. It's not like your main form of Kindle. Or if your husband confiscates your Kindle and you're wanting to get oh! the middle finger. Oh! Yes, my husband has confiscated and hid my Kindle before. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. I can read it on my phone. That was, oh, that's grounds for divorce, by the way. That is grounds for divorce. <laughs> um, I was just thinking that too. I was like, um, we're going to have to have a talk. Um, with what we're we're going to end up in him. couples therapy if he takes my Kindle again. Woo! <laughs> No. And then, you know, I think there's also the people who are audiobook people. Um, and that's another way to sort of get into it. If you're not somebody who could really sit down and read, um, there are some really great audiobooks out there. Um, I don't know like what kind of things people are into, but if you I like down, I romance, I have some recommendations. I suggest downloading Scribe. That was like the best thing I ever did for audiobooks was download Scribe because it's like nine dollars and 99 cents and you get unlimited books versus mm -hmm. like amazon kindle or amazon audio yeah i've heard about that yeah so and the other thing too is um and i don't know that everybody knows this but when you're on amazon and you want to find out like i know audiobooks can be like a little funky like you have to have the right narrator um but you can actually listen to samples before you commit to buying the whole book if you're going to do that or you commit to like reading the whole book or downloading the whole book um so that's one of the other things I'll suggest too, is like, you know, if you want to try audiobooks, listen to the samples and see like what resonates with you. But that's another great way to like get into it. If you're not like, I'm not a reader, um, an audiobook is kind of like a good, happy medium. Yeah. So figuring out the way you don't start with priest <laughs> <laughs> or sinner, please don't. Um, <laughs> Y'all so fucked up. I'm not even gonna it's lie. too hot. It's too hot. You just if, you if need somebody is bending somebody over the altar, that's not the book you start with, which we'll get with the books we suggest to start with. So the first thing you want to decide is the avenue of what you want to read. So do you want physical books? Do you want to go to like Target and grab, grab a physical book? Do you want a Kindle? Like I knew I was not gonna do a physical book, so I knew I wanted the Kindle. So I went with the cheapest Kindle option. It came with three months of Kindle Unlimited free. So that was me like tiptoeing in. Like I told y'all, I reminded myself to cancel it. And I never did. I laughed when that cancel came up because I was, reading, <laughs> I was reading like 15 books a month at that point. Yeah. Oh, so, so I laughed hysterically. So they've, they've downloaded, you know, they've gotten their Kindle or they've downloaded Kindle unlimited. What book would you like, what books would you feel like you would suggest for those that are starting? Like, what would be your top three if you're starting and you're wanting to like tiptoe into raunchy romance or you're wanting to tiptoe into romance, this is where you can start and feel good about it. Okay. So I did bring up my Kindle library because a lot of mine, I think are not great for first timers. I've gone down the rabbit hole quite a bit since the beginning. So, um, 
but I would suggest if you're not if you're not opposed to the idea of reverse harm like we were talking about before, one of my favorites, and it's definitely what we call slow burn, which means it takes a while for the sexy time stuff to start. So you really there's like a lot of plot development. It's kind of light on the spice until the end. Um, my favorite is Hannaford Prepped by Jay Bree. Um, it's like it starts out at a school. It's got like a little like dark element, like mafia gang situation, but then also like a high society prep school. It's very cool. Um, but there's a lot going on there, a lot of dynamics, um, and it's really interesting to read. And there's a lot of angst and like all the things that you love in like a regular romance book or a regular romance movie. You know what I mean? If you're going like a rom-com movie, things like that, it's like a lot of that kind of stuff that you like. And then slowly you get to the spicy stuff, which is nice. Um, and then trying to think of like what's like an easy one like male female oh you know what i'd suggest actually um terms and conditions and the fine print by lauren uh by is it lauren asher um they're good it's cutesy if you like disney they're kind of like a disney based situation um they're fantastic they're spicy, but not until the end. Same thing, slow burn. It takes a while for them to get there. Um, but it's cute because it's got like, I like it because it has that Disney back vibe. So it's like, it's kind of got that like almost, I don't know, like not quite a fairy tale, but not quite not <laughs> sort of thing. Um, and those are really fun too. So I like both of those. So I always suggest, so I, whenever I first started, I needed something like light. I needed something with good banter. I am, I'm a hoe for a good banter. Like if they are like, that's why I love me a good enemies to lovers, which means they hated each other and then they turn into lovers, but I love yes. a good banter. Um, so I always say my first like audiobook was Stopover, and that is a good yes. audio or read for your first book. Um, Colleen Hoover, anything Colleen Hoover is good to like tiptoe into a little because she has tiny bit of spice like a red coho so that's like why I can't oh my gosh you have that you can't be a book talk person or a bookstagram person and never have read a coho book to be fair she didn't blow up in like the book talk community like until I would say like a year ago her homework is to read either Verity or Layla and then report back to me because the problem is is now I'm just like am is it gonna hit the same so I feel like that's like everybody's like gateway drug into the scenario. I do feel like it's their gateway drug. So if you do want to tiptoe, start with either Ugly Love or um, Hopeless with Colleen Hoover. Stopover is really good. It's a really good like funny. They have good banter. It's like an office billionaire romance type situation. Oh, yeah, um, and so those are super like super light, super funny stopovers definitely heavier on the spice than Colleen Hoover was. Um, and then if you're wanting to like tiptoe into like something a little different, so I love a good, I don't know, a good sports romance. So if you love sports, then five rounds is really good. <gasps> My rounds. girl, Nikki Castle is, oh, she brings the spice. Five rounds is really good. It is a slow burn. Mm -hmm but it is really good because they're enemies. It's very well-written spicy scenes, I have to say. She is phenomenal at it. She is really good. Um, and her buildup is great. Her storytelling is really great. And she does give like a, a fantastic 
depiction of like the whole world of MMA and all of that, um, which I think is really cool and like eases you in because you're learning about something totally new. Mm -hmm. So it keeps your interest, I think. So those are really good starts. Now, if you're wanting to learn more like sexually, maybe you're like, okay, I don't really want to like tiptoe around the subject. Like I want to get more comfortable with my sexuality, more comfortable talking about sex, reading about sex, all that stuff. The series that's helped me the most with just learning about it in general is the Salacious Players Club by Sarah Kate. Um, so it, it follows these, um, owners of a sex club. And so basically each one covers a different fetish, a different kink that they have. And so one likes, you know, dominant and submissives. And then one is voyeurism and exhibitionist. And then one is, um, a male, male, female poly relationship. And then the next one is a different dom sub, but reversed. The woman is the dominant. So it just teaches you, it teaches you so much about different facets within the sexuality that really helped Mm -hmm. me say, Oh, wow. I actually liked reading about that. Maybe, maybe that could be a realm I could go down. Is there anything that's really helped you maybe open your eyes about different sexual experiences that you can think of or ones that have really stuck with you? You know, I think uh, in terms of like all of that, um, there's a series by Heather Long. Um, it is the Untouchable series. There's 12 books um, and it's all like very slow buildup, but um, they start out with them all in high school and it just felt very like relevant to me as somebody like, you know, who's like, you know, been a high school sweetheart relationship. And so and they do go into like a lot of like the BDSM, like one of the, you know, the guy and the girl are into exploring that together. And she puts out like how, you know, they learn about it and they go for um, demonstrations and all sorts. So she really does handle it very well. And then, um, you know, just dealing with like different scenarios and her kind of, you know, discovering what she likes with them. And she is, it's very cute. She's a reader. So, and like, like kind of a nerd. So she like researches everything when she gets in a relationship with these guys and like how she wants things and all that. So like this one guy says like, he's, you know, maybe interested in trying some light bondage. And she's like, I'm going to get a book. And so (laughs) I'm going to get a book about that real quick. I'm going to get a book. And I was like, you know what? I resonate with that. And so I did that one, you know, definitely taught me a lot. Just going on that journey with her um, is, it was really fun. And then another one, which I think is really interesting, um, but I think might be a lot for people. So if you're like just diving in, maybe don't start with this one, but it is um, really great for like learning about just all the different things that are out there is, um, it's a series called The Escort. um, And it talks about the world of a woman who is an escort, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, And just kind of like how, like she has different clients and like kind of how she explores and is empowered in her own sexuality within her job um, as an escort and somebody who is a sex worker. And it is, and then she has her own relationships with her family outside of that. And um, she tells people that she's a life coach, um, (laughs) like in her family. Um, But it is really fascinating read just about like empowering your own sexuality in a world where like, I think men have a lot of control and power over that sort of thing. giving me total hush hush vibes. Oh, okay. Yes. I have read, I've read like everything else except hush hush and it's like on my TBR. So I may dive into that one next because I love Uh, it. TBR is to be read. (laughs) Thank you for translating 
I am the translator. I speak book. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna end real quick with a rapid fire. Are you ready for the rapid fire? I am so excited for this. I'm so excited. Okay, I worked go really, it. really hard on this. I hope this has been beneficial. If anything, it's just opened your mind up, you know, to reading and the benefits and the all that about it. But we're going to do a rapid fire real quick. And so whatever comes to mind, you answer it and then we'll end this. And then you can tell people where to find you and all that stuff. So yeah, okay. Awesome. 10 questions. Are you ready? I'm always ready. Okay. Dark romance or rom-com? Dark romance. Age gap or taboo? Both, but age gap. If I had to pick. I'm the same way. Mafia romance or bully romance? Mafia. Every day. Small town trope or billionaire trope? Billionaire. Enemies to lovers or friend to lovers? Enemies to lovers. Fuck friends to lovers. Standalone or series? Series. I need more. Reverse harem or MMF? RH. Every day. Reverse harem. Second chance romance or forced proxy? Forced proxy. All right. One word to describe your book preference. Dark and dirty. Can I do two? <laughs> two words. I'll let it, I'll let it slide. Um, all right. One book slash series you wish you could read again for the very first time. Hannaford Prep. I love it. I love it. Well, tell people real quick where you can find them and then we will end this thing or where so you, you can, where find, they can me find you <laughs> on Instagram at under the covers pod, um, or on my website, it's www.underthecoverspodcast.com. And you can find my podcast and my books and slide into my DMs and tell me how I've ruined slash enhanced your life. <laughs> right y'all well I hope that you truly did enjoy this episode like I told you guys it was a little different it was a little fun I feel like we can't take life too seriously and that was the one thing I did not want with this podcast was it to be all like dry personal development all like you know like there's so many fucking podcasts about that like this is about being that bitch and whatever that bitch is to you right so maybe that means you want to be that bitch that picks up a new hobby or you want to be that bitch that motivates herself or you want to be that bitch that holds the commitments she made to herself or you want to be that bitch that shows up the mom that is bad as fuck right like whatever the case may be and so I hope that you did enjoy this episode and like I said if you did enjoy it please do me a solid and go to Apple leave a five-star review grow and you know we have officially hit 200,000 downloads and it's all because of y'all all because of y'all sharing the podcast and recommending it to friends and listening each week and I truly truly do appreciate it so much and then also let me know if you like this interview style I would be so happy to do more maybe one a month or anything like that and get some different people on to interview. One of my goals is to get my running coach on to interview because he is amazing and then maybe get a few other people and I'll get better the more I do it, you know? But anyhow, I'm going to leave y'all like I leave you every single week in a world full of bitches. Be that bitch, whatever that bitch is to you. I love y'all and I'll see you next Wednesday.